0: Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. Our text this morning is one that is often skipped over It is a difficult text. It comes to us from the Gospel of Luke, although it's also in Matthew and Mark. But it's a story of Jesus meeting a crazy man. And this is after Jesus has just calmed the storm on the Sea of Galilee. And I think it threw them off course because they ended up in a place where they, well, it wasn't a friendly place to Jews. It was a place where they herded pigs and that sort of thing. It's probably the place that they spoke about in the prodigal son story when he went off and, and at the end of his time in a far country, he was feeding pigs. So it may have been the same place, but this is on the southeastern shore of Galilee where Jesus encounters a crazy, crazy man. Hear the word of God as it comes to us from the Gospel of Luke. So they arrived in the region of the Gerasenes across the lake from Galilee. As Jesus was climbing out of the boat, a man who was possessed by demons came out to meet him. For a long time, he had been homeless and naked, living in a cemetery outside the town. As soon as he saw Jesus, he shrieked and fell down in front of him. Then he screamed, why are you interfering with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Please, I beg you, don't torture me where Jesus had already commanded the evil spirit to come out of him. This spirit had often taken control of the man. Even when he was placed under guard and put in chains and shackles, he simply broke them and rushed out into the wilderness completely under the demon's power. Jesus demanded, what is your name? Legion, he replied, for he was filled with many demons. The demons kept begging Jesus not to send them into the bottomless pit. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby, and the demons begged him to let them enter into the pigs. Jesus gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned. When the herdsmen saw it, they fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened a crowd soon gathered around Jesus and they saw the man who had been freed from the demons. He was sitting at Jesus' feet, fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what had happened told the others how the demon-possessed man had been healed. And all the people of the region of the Gerasenes begged Jesus to leave, to go away for a great wave of fear swept over them. He got out his understanding to this hearing of his word. There's a clip of Robin Williams, the very last clip before he committed suicide in 2015. And it shows him in, it's a, a clip from a movie, but it shows him showing up at the door of a young man who's supposed to be his son. And in the sequence of this, of this little piece of this movie, we see Robin Williams' face as his son rejects him, throws him out, wants nothing to do with him. And Robin Williams, in that final scene, of his movie career. I saw him, and I wondered how much of this was acting. How real was the anguish of his face? How many times had he himself endured some form of rejection that went right down to his very soul and tore him from inside out? I wondered. L.A. Times wrote about Robin Williams after the fact and talked about how he had so many demons. We know about his depression. We know about his phenomenal talent. But the Times pulled out this language of demons. And there are times when that kind of language is helpful. Times when that kind of language goes to the mystery of the, of human, what, the realities of human hardship and difficulty. There are times when the therapeutic world doesn't have language to really capture what it is that people endure, the fears that they have, the depths of their sense of loss. And, and so whether or not we can talk about devils and angels and demons and all of that, at least it's language that we can use when we really feel that we're torn. Oliver Sacks, who was a scholar and scientist and psychologist, wrote a book called The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat, (laughs) has a chapter on possession. And he talks about Tourette's syndrome. I'm walking through the streets of London observing a woman who within the span of just a couple of minutes, a few minutes, sees one person after another and mimics that person. One after another. And he said it was an astonishing observation of seeing somebody with severe Tourette syndrome. And then after she had mimicked all of those people within a very brief period of time. She went through a quick series of imitation, one after another. One after another. And it reminded me of this man in the caves who said that he had thousands, is what, that's what legion means, thousands of demons. And he was so horrifically afflicted that he had so many things besetting him, so many things hurting him, so many voices tearing him apart. So the disciples, Jesus and the disciples, end up on this rocky shore. And here's this man, naked, screaming, he was taking shards of rock, and that area is volcanic, so there, there are some very sharp rocks. He can find some, some rocks with which he could cut himself. And he was cutting himself and screaming in his anguish. And, and the human condition, when it gets to be so desperate, In our own ways, we we do the same. We can find ourselves maybe not literally cutting ourselves, but maybe we we are literally cutting ourselves. But maybe we're maybe we're attacking ourselves. Maybe we're we're dealing with whatever it is that is going on in our hearts and lives, and we we consider ourselves the ones at fault. We have done this to ourselves. And we may not be screaming out loud, but we may be screaming inside. We find ourselves in that place of desperation. Jesus sees this man. He sees this man and he has compassion on him. He has care for him. He has, he sees beyond what everyone else sees. What everyone else sees is a crazy man from whom they would run, would turn their faces and look the other way. And how embarrassing, how harsh, how can he be this way? Jesus sees him and has compassion. Goes toward the man. Brings healing to him. So he... He declares that he is liberated of all of those demons the demons are cast out of him and it sounds so good it sounds like something we need Lord what does it take for us to have that stuff cast out of us where do we have to go where do we have to turn how can we deal with this Get it out of me. Change my circumstances. Give me a new situation. Give me a new place. Sometimes we do desperate things to try to find that freedom. I remember I lived in Spokane a couple weeks ago. Went back to the house where Mom and Dad lived and it had been sold and Went to the house, and there was a couple working in it. They had taken down all the walls. Everything was stripped bare. And it did need to get a lot of work done in it. I mean, there were <laughs> mom and dad basically just lived in it. No upgrades, no updates whatsoever. And this new family is taking that house and making it new, which was very heartening. I was so glad. But as I, I went into the room that was the kitchen, I remembered an incident with mom. And she was in the kitchen. She was in her upper 70s at this point. And mom was making bread. She had this big steel bowl that I wanted to keep, and so it's at my daughter's house in Bend, Oregon. She had this big steel bowl. She had all that dough in there. And she pulled it out, and was to put it on the board where she was going to knead this bread. And in the process, she dropped it on the floor. Mom got so mad, uncharacteristic of her. And mom, even though she grew up on a farm, never used bad language, but she used some bad language. Kind of like the language you'd hear on a farm. Never heard that from mom before. She kneeled down and she, she picked up that bunch of dough. And she cleaned it off, looked at it, threw it away to start over again. And I, I just went over and gave her a hug and, and she just said to me, I don't know what's going on. I just can't do things like I used to. And she had become so mad just because she wasn't able to do some things that she used to do. Mother was at the beginnings of her her dementia, which finally took her life. But the anger that she had, the anger because she couldn't function the way she wanted to, the way she used to. And she struck out with that anger. And and so it is for, for us when, when we find ourselves that we, we have no margins. When things are sucks that we just we just can't offer ourselves any slack, any forgiveness, and we do something wrong, or we we bump something that we shouldn't bump, or we drop something we don't ordinarily drop, or we can't open a jar, or we can't do this or that, and we get mad. We lash. And we are embarrassed by it, and we don't know what to do with it. But it is what it is. And and so we, we wonder what to do. Where do we go with this? How does this get handled? What do we do with this? It's not something you go to the doctor for and say, well, doctor, I dropped some dough on the floor. We're lost. We don't know what to do. That man found a graveyard where he could scream and yell, get it out. That man found a graveyard where he could at least vent everything that had been building up inside of him, that that Vesuvius of anger within him. But It didn't solve anything. So what do we do? We come to Jesus. However trite, however cliche that may sound, we come to Jesus. We turn to him. We go to him for the healing that our heart longs for. We go to him. And sometimes that does mean just to church and one of the challenges of church is always that we would be a demonstration of the kingdom of heaven to the world that the church not be a place of gossip and backbiting and all that kind of crazy stuff that besets so many churches the place that is a place of authentic faith trying to live itself out so that when people come to church that may the best, be the best thing that they know, maybe the closest thing they know to coming to Jesus. And so this week, as I received those phone calls or made phone calls myself and found out about the many things that are besetting our little congregation, they're coming to Jesus. They want help, they want the body of Christ to pray for them. They want us to be Christ to them. They want our hands to be the hands of Jesus to them. They want our voices to be the voice of God to them. That man in the caves well he went back into his village. People couldn't believe it. They couldn't understand what on what had happened. Jesus gave him permission to tell everyone what had happened. Whereas he was telling all the Jews to keep it to themselves. But he told them, or this man, he could tell everyone what was going on. And they were mad at Jesus because he had destroyed a big part of their local industry. Their, their, uh, you know, pork belly industry. But it's legend that that man, not only by his testimony and by his life converted many to faith in Christ. But then he became one of the bishops of the first century. One of the leaders of the early church. I would admittedly, those of us in ministry have got a little craziness in us all. But he, because of the transformation in his life, served Christ all of his days. And people who knew the before and people who knew the after had one explanation, and that is that that man had come to Jesus. You bow with me in prayer. Lord, we know our demons. We know what they are we're so very familiar with them and sometimes we succumb sometimes we give in sometimes we let those demons have their way then we want to cage them off Lord we lay it all before you all of our afflictions all of our sin all of our brokenness we lay it before you And we seek the peace and comfort of your healing, that we might be set free. We thank you, O Lord, that your Son saves us. We pray in his name. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.